I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today, I'm talking to some of the speakers from day two of the CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference in Dallas, Texas. The theme was spiritual renewal. Each class was geared to help you to grow in your relationship with God, your spouse, and with others. Tonight, you're going to find out what was taught, how the conference is going, and how God moved today. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Right now, I'm sitting up on the eighth floor of the Marriott in Dallas, Texas with Joel P., Joel Nagel, Tariq Burton, Steve Sandin, and Kyle Spears. And it's been an amazing day. The theme is spiritual renewal. What do you think about it, Joel P.? It's a dream come true. We wanted to have a day where we help, we focused on the minister and their wives' health, their personal health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, in just a day to give people the space, the tools to examine their own heart and life and let the Spirit uh, really encourage, build them up, and uh, uh, give them tools as well to um, be healthy. Joe, you did an amazing job just getting things ready. I, I really got to commend you. We're going to talk a little bit more about your lesson. Joel Nagel, what was your thoughts on the second day? You know, what amazed me is for small church leaders to come to this 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 spiritual health uh, conference. Like, that's what it felt like today. And most of the time when people go to a spiritual health conference, it's because they, they know they have this need. And so for us to bring that to the small ch church leaders before they have that need right. or before they recognize it, I just felt like it was such a gift and I needed it so much. Right. I'm so grateful for the teaching that happened today. It started off with Steve Sandin. And from the very first comments he started making, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm convicted already. And I don't say that lightly. I was sitting next to Josh Peterson. We're like, this is, this is right on target for where we're at. You started talking about the comparison between a tiger and a lion. And I mean, I was like, at first we're like, where's he going with this? But it hit home so yeah. much about the way we think about our relationship with God. Can you talk a little bit about that, Steve? Um, yeah, sure. I, um, yeah, I've been in the kingdom for a long time, almost 44 years. So, um, but most of those years, I look at myself as not a healthy Christian. I was very devoted as a devoted minister, moved over 24 times. But because of just stuff in my family and the way I was raised, <clears throat> I didn't have a good connection with God, even though I sought him with all my heart. And so I've done a lot of study, especially in the wisdom literature. And it in that portion of the Bible, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, I believe is is there to help us heal up our souls. And um, and so it's the poetry of the Bible that actually finally got me in a place where I was, you know, had healthy intimacy with God. 
and it radically changed my life, especially about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, probably really started changing about eight years ago. And so uh, there's a scripture that haunted me for years. It's in First Peter where it talks about being filled with inexpressible joy. And I thought, I don't have that. For most of my Christian life, I, I don't have that. And now that is radically changed. And I think that that really helps create a healthy church. If the ministers aren't joyful in God, truly, sincerely, then how can we create a happy church? Right, right. You compared the right brain to a, a lion, the left brain towards a, a tiger. Well, vice versa. Okay, explain yeah. that. Yeah, the right brain. Well, the, the right brain is, is which controls our emotions, our relational att- attachments, is, is stronger and faster than the left brain, which is our logical side, right. you know, the engineer side, whatever. Um, and so if, if, we, if, if we are traumatized in some way, which all of us are in some way, then our right brain will gobble up the truths. The tiger will defeat the logical lion because tigers are bigger and stronger than lions. That's what I explained. And he'll defeat the logical lion, uh, even though we know we're saved or secure with God or safe with God or God likes us, he favors us. The traumatized, wounded tiger will just gobble up all that logic and we won't, we'll know in a sense we're in God's favor, but we won't feel it. And I think that's what's really helped me a lot in the last few years. I felt that so many times. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, there's times where I just, I, I read what the Bible says, but I go, I don't feel what the Bible says. Hmm. And that really helped me and inspired me to go, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going to really go after that. So thank you so much. Along with that, Steve, the thing that impacted me is your total vulnerability. You shared about some tough times you've gone through. And I got to tell you, I hate being that vulnerable. And yet when you shared it, I thought, man, I love this guy. (laughs) Can you share it with me how you got to that point to be as vulnerable? Uh, Hanging around Joel (laughs) Pede. I don't know. After a while, you just, you know, you just get secure, I guess. Yeah, I think it comes from your security with God that I don't really care what people think anymore. I I just care what God thinks. Any other comments on, on Steve's lesson? So one thing for me, this is Joel Nagel. I, I, I listened to every sermon that Steve Sainton preached in 2015. Uh, I wanted to preach like Steve. Uh, and, I, and I love the, the way that he preaches, the way he loves God. And then I had the opportunity to be mentored by him a couple of years later. And it was so amazing, this, this, this guy that I had learned from his preaching, I got to learn who he really was. And he's totally the person who preached today, the vulnerability, the realness, the, the just, he is his walk with God yeah. more than anyone else I know. And so it was, it was incredible to have him impact the group. I was going to say, I actually needed that. Um, I remember when I was listening to you, I kind of just really took honest evaluation when I looked at your passion for God and the, the belief that you have that he loves you. And I'm like, do I believe that he loves me as much as Steve believes that God loves him. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I was like, I needed that. That's okay. So that's what this is about for me. And that was really helpful. Well, Kyle, you talked about being a hope merchant today. Can you talk a little bit about what you were trying to get across? 
Yeah, I think for me, I mean, the last year we have been, last year and a half, almost two years, we've been through the windshield. <laughs> I mean, and this conference is like triage, I think. Amen. And, and I think part of it is, is, you know, it, you know, when you're in the ministry, you can't show up to work and leave hope at home. Right. You know, you can't show up to work and, and not hope. And, and then you start, at least for me, when I disciple people and things, I start demanding things, you know, when I put them on a timetable and God is not, God's timetable for change is different than mine. And so I start, I just realized that the more hope I have, the more I'm able to help build people, not just uh, in terms of behavior, but in terms of faith. And uh, it's just, it's so easy when you're in survival mode to go into demanding, you know, we, we start putting some demands out there with people and, you know, drawing lines in the sand and it's like, whoa, you know, I'm hurting too. So that's right. Yeah. Awesome. Such a great point. One thing that also stood out to me is going through COVID, through difficult times, through trauma, which is your area of specialty, that we don't know what we're being trained for during that time. Can you elaborate on that? You know, I had no idea four years ago, almost five now, when I decided to go back to school, even, in, you know, do this biblical education stuff. I didn't know that it was going to be. Like, I remember telling my professors, uh, and they're like, oh, oh, glad you're in school. Like, they didn't know what was supposed to happen either. I was on a prayer walk one day, and I made this realization. It's like, don't waste what you do for a living. Let's merge that with what you're learning in Scripture. And then it clicked. I, I remember where I was when, when I was praying to God, and it was like, so this is what you've been up to. Not just for the last four years, but this is what you've been up to for the last 38 years. Wow. So... And just in terms of uh, God being up to things, man, it's just we have to be unusually curious about what God might be up to. That's great. Well, Joel P., could you give a short overview of what happened with Tim's lesson and Jennifer Conson? Yeah, so there's some elements of minister health that we tried to touch, just kind of scratch the surface. And so our view of God, which Steve just did an incredible job walking through the wisdom literature, Job and Song of Songs especially, and helping us view God in a healthy way. And then Kyle talking about trauma, because we all have trauma, and yet we don't often have a language or a framework to to deal with it or to think about it or to especially heal from and through it. And so... So that's where then uh, Tim Summerlin came and talked about grief. And there's so many people have talked about Tim's lesson about grief. And he's just, he's a grief expert. <laughs> and and uh, he just has thought and studied and worked so much on processing the loss. And so he talked about that. Uh, and then we really believe that if you're married and you're a minister, as goes your marriage, so goes your ministry. And if you can't have the humility, the grace, the uh, love, everything that takes to building, not a perfect marriage, but a healthy one, a growing one, a humble one, the one that's dealing with its issues, then you don't, you, you in a way disqualify yourself from building God's church. And so Jennifer, who is one of the, the best studied, researched, you know, therapist, you know, PhD, couple of them, I think, purple on marriage to bring her in and have her talk was just really 
really powerful. That's great. Joel, Pete, I, I, I didn't envy you in the position you had. You were preaching like a, you're teaching 2.30 or something. I mean, it was dead in the middle of nap time, right, right in the afternoon. I thought, I don't know how this guy's going to pull this off. And Is that why you're sleeping during my lesson? <laughs> <laughs> and yet you brought so much energy to it. I mean, you were into it. And uh, you talked about one, one thing that really impacted me. You said, everyone has to answer the question for themselves. God, are you proud of me? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I think that, thanks, Rob. Um, I think when you, when what I've experienced and uh, on my Sabbath days or retreat or sabbaticals, we talked about these rhythms of renewal. And while I've had counseling and I need and I love counseling, while I've had grad school, and which is super powerful and equipping, um, those times on of solitude and retreat alone with God are the times when the Spirit has dug into the deepest parts of my identity. And so I'm, I'm a pleaser of a, I, I want everyone to be happy. And I've, I've learned that this, a lot of this comes from my relationship with my dad, who I felt like was deeply disappointed in me. I didn't just feel it. Like he loudly expressed uh, how disappointed and, and angry he was with me. So those there's these traumas, these wounds that and losses that you're able to grieve and heal from. And then when you get in touch with that, then you can honestly go vulnerable and, and naked in a way and unashamed before God and and just ask those really deep deep questions and uh um and it, it's helped me separate it's not about how the ministry does it's not about how i perform it's it's whose i am and that god really is proud of me yeah. and uh but i don't and it's one of the left left brain right brain things i know that duh you know, like like i'll say that to people and they're kind of like oh my gosh this, what's wrong with this guy but it's about really letting that sink deeply and it's just, it's not me it's a, it's an act it's a work of the spirit i really believe That's right. and so yeah well one thing i i see is that your work during this time kyle and, and steve and and joel Pede, it's you become like super in demand because people are going through so much with their the environment that's surrounding us with with covid and the effects of it. i mean it's just powerful people were grateful. There was like a collective sigh of like, this is just the place I need to be. And uh, it must feel really good to feel so needed. And so, uh, so much so men of the moment. We finished it out in the evening with Tariq Burton. I, I did a podcast with Tariq a few podcasts ago and asked him to preach. I wanted someone young, someone to have the next generation. I'd gotten some comments like, do you have anyone younger who's gonna be speaking <laughs> younger than 50? And so I asked uh, Tariq to preach. He's a, a young leader from Santa Barbara and he just knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. One of the, I mean, Thank it you. was just amazing. It, it, it was tough because people were tired. I mean, we, we went from like nine in the morning to four, four o'clock in the afternoon with classes and came back. And I was like, well, this is an older crowd too. He just 
took it on. I mean, it was amazing. He had me totally spellbound. One of the things you shared, Tariq, is you shared you can't do publicly what Jesus did if you're not willing to do privately what Jesus did. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's honor privilege to contribute in this way. Um, I think anyone who reads the, about the life of Jesus, um, I mean, whether you're a young guy like me or a little older, seasoned, wiser, <laughs> um, we use that word, but um, it's easy to get enthralled by what he did publicly, right? Mm. Miracles. And I mean, we want to influence like him. We, we want to impact like him. We want to have the conversations he had. We want to, to be able to, 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 to pick up on things and sense what people need like him. And, and the public ministry of Jesus is very attractive, right? No one would deny that. Um, but I believe that it's Jesus was incredible in public, but I believe that um, there were private deeds that private practices that produced the public deeds. You know, we can't overlook any of that. In, in scripture, we have recorded for us a lot of things Jesus did in private, and a lot of that was prayer. Um, some of that was was self-care. I was talking to, to Barry Lusk, and she was telling me just about how Jesus was an incredible example of self-care, and it's easy to miss, um, right? It's just the, 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 the private practices are easy to kind of overlook because the public deeds were incredible, but we can't, we can't miss that because if we truly want to be like Jesus, totality of the savior got to be like him yeah in public but also in private Amen. any other comments from from today or from Tariq's lesson anything else that stood out to you about the program well i'll just say Tariq, thank you so much for what what and please if you're listening you need to go please hear go back and hear all these <laughs> these lessons you'll really have a blessing and i i've heard them all and i can't wait to go back because right. there's levels and depths of richness but Tariq, um, I love what you're saying. I love, and it's inspiring to hear you as a younger minister. Usually we don't get that lesson. Maybe it was just us <laughs> who didn't really learn that until we experienced a lot of deeper, darker things, um, trying to be like Jesus. So it's inspiring that as a young minister, you're seeing the value of not just hard work, not just, you know, getting with, you know, people and, but the prayer life, the spirituality behind that. So that's, that's really inspiring. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was mesmerized listening to you as, as a preacher, um, a student of preaching. I've, I've never heard preaching like that. Wow. And, uh, and it, it really amazed me the, the, the style, but the depth of it as well. Uh, was really really inspiring, um, and I you know one thing you said is you looked you looked around the room. We've got 200, 220 people at the climb conference, and you you talked about this is the norm, this is what it's supposed to be like, and it's been such an incredible day of learning and building relationships. Like the kingdom is so awesome, and uh, and so to just to look around that room and to be inspired to think like that that this is actually what it's supposed to be like, not all the craziness we that we flew in from. Mm. Uh, it was such an inspiring thought, along with everything else. Uh, you you wanted to bring fire, and you certainly fired me up. So thank you so much, brother. Thank yeah. you. I was I was surprised how well it all fit together. From Steve starting yeah. to talk about your view of God, 
And then all of that tied together, and you finished it basically by talking about a similar theme, getting the rest you need, getting, putting the time in, Joel Pede, into your relationship with God till you get those deeper questions answered, till you feel super close to God. And then the evening program, to, again, talking about rekindling your fire, to be anchored to God, to be on fire, which is what you said was God's preferred temperature mm-hmm. is, yeah. is hot. Yep. Not lukewarm. Mm-mm. Not cold, but but hot. And I I think it was, I don't think it was amazing, amazing day and an amazing lesson, all of you guys. So thank you so much. I want to turn it over to Joel Nagel right now, and he's going to give a little preview of what we've got to look forward to in day three of the CLIMB conference. Yeah, amen. Uh, Day three, uh, it is, it's going to be a big shift, Uh, but... The, the, these days aren't uh, in opposition to one another, That's right. um, and uh, and we'll make that so clear um, as the as the day goes on, because healthy ministers are required to build healthy and growing ministries, and and I hope that is so, is so apparent. And so I'm going to kick things off and and uh, just talk about. Uh, planning and organization, which, you know, 9 a.m., everyone's going to be tired, uh, but but it, I think it's going to be a mind-blowing uh, a time uh, of, of hearing about just the, the difference it makes to be organized as a small church uh, leader, which is a challenge. Um, and then uh, Kelsey Han's going to speak, and, and he's been a missionary all over China, leading small churches in China. I can't even imagine that. And he's kind of the statistician of our fellowship, and he's going to share just how uh, vital the small churches are. You know, I think a lot of times we feel kind of forgotten, uh, but we're, it's, it, this, is, this is where it's at um, in our movement. And, um, and then after that, David Jung's going to come, and, and he is uh, an expert in resolving church crises, uh, and he's going to... Uh, help us, you know, if our, if our churches are in crises, if we have conflict in our churches, uh, we're not going to be able to grow. And he's going to help us with that. And, and it's really amazing, uh, proven work that he's done that just lightens the load immediately for church leaders. Uh, after lunch, John and Barry Lusk uh, are going to speak, and, uh, and a, an expert preacher, uh, a, a gem and a gift uh, that we have in the kingdom uh, I, I love hearing him speak uh, about this, and it's just going to call everybody higher. Uh, and then, and then I'll close out the day with an opportunity for us not just to to listen to John uh, teach us how to preach uh, in a greater way, but a, actually an opportunity for all of us uh, to preach together in the next year uh, through technology and collaboration. We've got an amazing opportunity ahead of us, and I'm so excited to share about that. And then tomorrow night, Glenn Geating. And his wife, Heather, are going to be speaking and talking a little bit about the crux of the situation. And they're talking about really pushing through to help your church to grow. And what's really nice, we've got different types of speakers. We've got young speakers. We've got older. We've got uh, a guy from Central America, Josue Ortega, who's planting tons of churches. But Glenn's unique in the sense he's self-supporting. He's an ER doctor. And he planted a church in Pennsylvania that grew from a few people to over a hundred. He's turned it over to a professional minister now, but I don't know of anyone else who's done that. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing him share his story. But I want to say thank you to all you guys for for a great program. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, 
live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.